Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. How did you pull that off? I I didn't think it was going to be possible. And yet, here you go. It seems like you really thrive under pressure. No, it's more like I understand how to use leverage under pressure. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smag. Join me on the flip as we get into discussing some primo wisdom strategies for living as we get into talking about leverage and pressure. I'll see you on the flip. Thank you so much for joining me on the flip. So we're going to be talking about leverage and pressure. And I wanted to bring this up today because I was reminded of it when I was doing some studying the other day. Um, I was looking at one of the barons of the 20th century, um, John D. Rockefeller. And I came across this quote that says, I would rather earn 1% off 100 people's effort than 100% off my own efforts. And I thought about that. Um, and the, let me just explain the context. So the context is um, dealing with some pressure that uh, I, I, I'm having that I was um, looking at. What are the best ways to be able to do something with a little time? with less time, I should say, uh, to get the same results. And so in my quest to jog my memory, get something uh, new and innovative and figure out something to think differently, you know, take my own advice. I came across that quote and it got me to thinking and it was a powerful thought in that pressure and leverage are kind of like twins in, um, in, in cahoots with each other. And I say that because, uh, let me, let me just start by saying how I'm looking at leverage right now is where you have the advantage, meaning that you're able to, um, uh, hold an advantage over a situation, or maybe you have the stronger position in a contest, whether it's physical, you know, or otherwise, and also bearing in mind that, the word leverage comes from that word lever, you know, that tool that helps you to get more work done with less physical force. And I was like, bingo, that's exactly what I'm looking for. How do I gain the leverage off of something? How do I take what I have and be able to increase the amount of work I can do? And lo and behold, um, I came, I kept coming across pressure. 
Pressure, pressure, pressure. And when I started thinking about pressure, of course, I went back and made sure that the word, because you know how we do around here, we wanted to look at the the evolution of the word. And it's, it's remained pretty steady um, since the uh, 14th century. And the word pressure is has both a physical and uh, a psychological connotation to it. So with a physical connotation, it means that it is actually a physical force that's uh, that bears down on or is exerted, exerted on something uh, when it comes in contact with it. It's an opposition. But on the psychological side, it can be anything from intimidation to influence to even coercion uh, to get something done. And I was like, isn't that something that when you're feeling pressured, um, depending on if it's physical, that's pretty straightforward. But if it's psychological, there's a lot going on. And when I looked at this feeling that I was having of, of feeling um compressed in my time. I was like, I don't want to flub this. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make mistakes because I'm under pressure of a short deadline. And so when I looked at it and looked at how leverage kept coming up, especially when I was looking at uh, famous quotes and people who talked about it. Of course, you know, you're going to find all kinds of uh, information about leverage in the financial world, but I needed practical application because, hey, we're practical around here, right? And what what I realized is that when done right, leverage works with pressure to be able to create momentum and create um, miracles, you know? I almost, and I'll just go on and say it, I almost named today's podcast OPMMM to mean other people's money, minds, and momentum. And the reason why I said that is because, like I said before, as I was looking at um, new inspirations and innovations to be able to shortcut what I need to do in the limited amount of time I have, I was like, Yep, let's let's look at that. Let's get some um, innovation going and see how we can do this. And lo and behold, leverage and pressure started coming up. And I was like, ooh, I definitely want to share this as I, you know, start working with it. So you guys, let me tell you what I started realizing as I started using it, okay? Or, or looking for ways to use it. Sample stuff that's like all around us, but because our mental processing is is not trained on that, we don't see the advantages. For instance, okay, I'm just gonna say it. Um, <laughs> I would have never thought about going and using some of these uh, Groupon and coupon sites to do local deals, and. It's leverage. And the reason why it's leverage is because these local couponing sites, they have a platform, right? And they allow you to leverage them. They're not saying take advantage of us, but what they are saying is you give us a product that we can stand behind. You give us, um, you know, uh, an agreement. We do the work and we are able to reach a lot of people in a short time and you are able to truncate, shorten um, the time it would normally take for you to do something because of the platform that um, we have. Now, this is the part that is very, very interesting to me. In order to do this, they allow 
me, the would-be person using their service, to exert pressure. Yes, by scarcity. Now, it's real scarcity because there's only so many units that I can, you know, come up with. But they allow for a timer, a countdown, and then the the deal goes away. And it's naturally accepted because they have uh, trained their users that you better get it now because this is a, a, a one-off or it's a limit time, limited time only and you're only going to get it for this amount at this time. Now, I'm going to just say this meets OPMMM so much and I would have never thought to start thinking that way had I not been looking at uh, what to do when you're under pressure. And then under pressure, I kept seeing leverage. And then I saw um, Rockefeller's quote that said he'd rather do one, have 1% of 100 people's effort than 100% of his own. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so right. <laughs> and just by doing that, and, I, and when I laugh, I, I know I might sound giddy, but I'm just in amazement at how wisdom, when you start allowing wisdom to work through and with you, how things that you know you couldn't come up with start to happen. Um, And that's not all. (laughs) I know I sound like a commercial, but it really isn't. Because even with this whole leverage thing, I'm starting to understand that there is a correlation between uh, leverage and pressure. So bear with me on this, okay? And the best way I can describe it is if you imagine a uh, old-fashioned water pump, you know, the one that has a lever. You see how there's a lever? Mm -hmm. And you have to prime that lever. You have to push it up and down, you know, priming it to try to get the water to come out. Now, the way the water comes out is this lever goes up and down to create pressure. And the pressure acts on the water or in the water to create enough air to push that water up against gravity to make it come up and out of the little tunnel or not tunnel, (laughs) uh, the little cavity uh, that it's contained in, faucet, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, wow, that it takes on such a different meaning. And the reason why it takes on a different meaning is because through understanding that I or the person working with that pump, you don't have enough power to cause that many PSIs, pressure per square inch, to cause pounds and pounds of water to fight against gravity and rise. But leverage does. And because of this leverage, leverage works in tandem, in rhythm, with pressure to affect change. And like I said, I was giving you guys my my practical aha moment um, that I found by taking this uh, to be able to start looking for opportunities where leverage and pressure is occurring naturally all around us. Now, I, when I I got excited about the Rockefeller thing, and you guys may know that I love reading biographies. And there was a time when I uh, studied a lot of biographies of 20th century, early early 20th century barons, uh, studying uh, the guys from Wall Street to um, natural um, power, whether it be coal, oil, and the like, um, to the great merchants, uh, Walgreens and um, 
Woolworths and uh, Macy's even. And one of the things that I always seemed to realize in hindsight, not at the time, y'all, but in hindsight, was that inherently these guys knew how to use this whole cycle of leverage and pressure to get what they wanted. When many of them came over as immigrants in uh, through Ellis Island or, you know, and out of New York, they came with a certain amount of pressure on their backs. And when they went into um, the world of, of their environments to make their way, they took this understanding of the pressure and that pressure caused them to have these epiphanies and aha, aha moments just like me. So for instance, and this one, um, Pulitzer, and Hearst, the uh, newspaper barons comes to mind, how what they did was they were hungry. They had uh, uh, their ears to the ground for what the people wanted by way of news. And in order to get their their word out, they started using, now this is now illegal people, <laughs> but they started using newsies, little kids, little boys, little street urchins, homeless little kids to um, go and distribute their papers. And thus they could keep the cost down because they didn't have to pay little kids a lot, um, which is sad, you know, in hindsight. But it was an example of the leverage and pressure. Now, it did come to a head when they had like a little labor union dispute uh, with the children. And that's sad in and of itself. But for the purpose of this little time that we have together, I do want to just try to show you how if you start training your mind to see different frameworks that have existed over and over again, you can start to tap into their contemporaries or even create your own and be able to do some miraculous things with mother wisdom. And okay, so let me talk about something that's more contemporary, okay? So this one is just an um, it's it's just amazing. Um there is this um online YouTuber and um she talks about how she got started being on the streets and of course she had to do some sex work. And she talked about how that doing that sex work help, helped her to start having the gathering spirit. And I've actually talked about this before on another podcast. And I was looking, listening to her in rapt attention because it was just amazing how she started understanding the whole leverage and pressure thing. And so her pressure to be out here doing this was to have a roof over her head, be able to take care of herself and survive. So that was the pressure. Where the leverage came in was that what she would do is instead of keeping stuff on the streets, and you guys, this part is not PC. So if you have children around, please don't let them hear this part. But what she would do is, is instead of staying on the street doing what she did, she got enough money to, to take it inside. And she then started to flatter the men and say, hey, let's put this on film. <laughs> And she started leveraging these people who were actually paying her for this uh, to tape it. And she started her own company, you know, the kind of company I'm talking about, and was able to lift herself out of extreme poverty. And she did it by leveraging what she had already done, meaning that she'd only have to do the service one time, but it kept paying her. She says that it still keeps paying her to this day. And I was like, 
that is way past a glow up. That is true using leverage and pressure like a boss. And and so it's amazing because as you start looking for them, you start seeing more and more of them. And so I I, kind of want to shift just a little bit uh, to start talking about how to start spotting examples of leverage and pressure that you can use and how to start making a change for yourself. And I want to do that by going back and revisiting something that I said before. I've talked about it when I've talked about how to start uh, strengthening your your eye for observation. I get a lot of people that ask me, how can I become a synthesizer? How you know, can I uh, start to increase my critical thinking? And I always tell them the same thing. Look for patterns. That's the biggest thing. If stuff repeats or if stuff reminds you of other stuff, you're experiencing a pattern. The next thing is, and this is not in any kind of order, look for metaphor. Metaphor is huge. And when we talk about metaphor, you can't really have a conversation or convey any kind of thought to someone else without using metaphor because everything is connected. Everything is connected. Whether you are entertaining people through comedy, through song, through clever wit, or whether you're trying to explain concepts that are esoteric to most, you're going to find metaphor because metaphor is the daisy chain of understanding that helps all of us start to connect what we know with what something to something that's unknown so that someone else will understand and it will become known to them. And speaking of this metaphor, this is a big one. Now, like I said before, and I'm only going back to the whole coupon sharing daily local deal kind of thing. That's only one that I've uh, identified and, you know, started, you know, to work on. There are a few others that I would have never seen had I not realized that there is a, there is a, a very strong coupling between leverage and pressure. Um, and at that, the, that comes to where I'm talking about context. So being able to start making this work for yourself. So we've talked about identifying patterns. We've talked about looking for metaphor. What do you already know that can explain or is like what you're trying to know? So remember when I talked about um, the lever on an old-fashioned fountain or a well to, to, to make the water rise? That's a metaphor to try to explain the correlation between leverage and pressure. Context is a big one. Now, context has to deal with how close to something something is so that it makes sense. When you're talking about something in context, and please forgive me if, if, if you already know this, please don't give me any eye rolls before those dear souls who may not, y'all, let's just know that I'm doing this for all of us, okay? When you're thinking about context, what situation are you in or, or, or is the person in that you're trying to make this make sense for. How are you looking at this? And it's important that you understand it because it's going to have, in in my line of work as an author, we talk about narrative distance or closeness. How close to that situation is the person? Because the closer you are to something, the more it makes sense. So for you, you might not ever think about using a local coupon deal uh, offline because that might not be in context with what you do. But for me, it might make all the sense in the world based on what 
my life looks like. The fact that I get these emails every day on my phone. And so it's right there reminding me that exists. And so that's the thing that you need to do or should do, consider doing, I should say, is what's in your vicinity. And that brings me to the next one. Um, they've always there, There's a saying that says, uh, success leaves clues. And to me, the clues are circular, meaning they're on the perimeter. So what is in your immediate understanding? Once you start Take an inventory of what you can immediately think of. Start pushing outward. What what is just outside of that on the perimeter that you can push into? The best way, let me do a let me do a simile for you, is like <laughs> when you get on the internet and you start surfing for uh, searching for something. All of a sudden you're riding a wave and you have moved over adjacent and sometimes further out to um, a concept or idea that you didn't even know existed 20 minutes ago. And now you must know everything about it. That is the clues that I'm talking about when you're starting to look for how to make this leverage work for you. Going back to good old Rockefeller. You know, so Rockefeller has um, all of this oil and all of this kind of stuff. But yet and still, when we look at him from history, he is known for, I don't want to call it diabolical, but I will say it was very shrewd, his use of the railroads and the railways and how he came in and he was able to leverage these routes and things by coming at folks from a different way where he gained the advantage and had leverage over over a lot of his competitors. And just going back through and looking at the strategy, what I'm talking about today is very simplified. I mean, this is uh, kids' blocks when these guys were playing up there in uh, quadratic equations, you know, with regards to their understanding of leverage and um, pressure. And I would just venture to say that the more you use this type of strategy, the more you're able to do. Because to me, and you might like, oh, Michelle, I already knew that. I already knew how to do that. For me, it's new and I'm excited and I'm sharing it because <laughs> I think it is wisdom. Some of it is sketchy and I, I, you know, I give it the side eye and I'm like, you know, everything is not for your good if it causes somebody to suffer knowingly. Don't do that. But what I will say is that when you look at this fascinating understanding of leverage and pressure, it expands your capabilities and your possibilities to do more with less. It really does manage to tap into other people's money, other people's minds, and other people's momentum. Now, this here is one that I have in my notes because I've talked about it before. And every time I, I, I look at this and uh, I actually heard Gary V talk about it as well. And I was like, oh, great minds think alike. Sawdust. Yes, sawdust. Uh, so uh, I have a, a homemade uh, desk for my treadmill. So yes, when I'm on my treadmill, I can work on it. And it's just a regular treadmill. And it the, the board is made out of this MDF, I think is the name of it. Well, what MDF is, is MDF is pressurized. You see, here we go again with that pressure. Pressurized sawdust. So it's like the cast off, the dust of when they cut wood. And 
I was thinking about it because that MDF is sturdy. It's heavy. It is solid. And who would have thought that dust would make good so well? <laughs> and so uh, tensile strength out of the world. You know, you'll catch that one if you if you uh, listen to my podcast the other day about tension tools. But I'm looking at this, this MDF, right? And I'm like, wow, this was put together by sawdust compressurized sawdust and it's just amazing to me it's so strong and I thought whose mind would have thought to take all of those shavings all of that little cast off that you know is too small to turn into kindling too small to uh just even make plywood out of because I'm used to plywood being larger pieces of sawdust but no this board is made out of the minutia, the, the dust dust. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. But then I realized again, guess what? You have people that are able to go and possibly now, I don't know this because I, I didn't research it, but I imagine that you have people that maybe broker in the in the lowest uh use dust, meaning that, okay, you can't make plywood out of this. This is just down to the bare bones and they maybe buy it by the pound, the ton or whatever. And then, so they're able to buy it from all these different places that use the, um, the, the lumber. Okay. So they're leveraging what all these people are doing. And then once they've gathered it up, I can imagine they maybe take it to a manufacturing site and guess what they do? They take all of this gathered dust that they've leveraged from other people, you know, the efforts of the hundred to your one percent, and then they take it to another place. And guess what happens? Under pressure, they're able to press this dust so compactly that and and put whatever treatment they do on it that it now takes on the power of uh, its original. Uh, original format. I don't want to say format because, you know, a piece of wood is not format, but it's um, a original form. And they're able to sell it. And I was like, this is just so amazing. And and I was like, it was staring me in the face the whole time. And it was amazed. I was amazed that, wow, I probably would have missed this opportunity to be able to get out of my own pressure if I would have just only continued to look to try to do the same thing that I've always done with uh, diminishing returns. Because how many of you know that the more you do something, uh, it comes to a point where it hits a peak and then it starts to diminish and you start to have diminishing returns to the point where the effort that you put in is just not worth it anymore to get out even an inkling. And that's what I had hit in uh, one of one of my... Um, endeavors. And so just by being able to do this and understanding this tiny little thing of leverage and pressure, it is opening up a whole new world to me that is old, that's established. You know, I am not going and buying uh, wood shavings (laughs) and turning it into MDF for manufacturing. No, I am not. But I am able to go and identify other people's money minds and momentum to leverage that and to refunnel that pressure um, 
to be able to get what I need. And I was just like, thank you, wisdom. This is so spectacular. And you guys, I really hope I'm doing this justice because I'm really excited about it. And I tried to make sure I could give you some examples of what I meant and even tell you one of the things that I'm working on because I'm so freaking excited about it. Um, And hopefully help you to understand how you can do it for yourself. So now, let me just revisit really quickly because our time is just about up. uh, How to be very practical about starting to use leverage and pressure for yourself. So the first thing I'm going to say is, because I've already said to look for patterns, metaphors, clues, and context. But I'm also going to ask you to start understanding that everything you see is layered. There's always another secret. There's always another level to something. Anything that you look at always has another level, another meaning. And there is this fancy word. Well, I call it fancy. It might not be fancy to you. But there is this word that I have been channeling and just really trying to live off of uh, the energy that it gives. And I'm going to slow down to say it because every time I try to say it fast, I mess it up. And that word is exaptation. E-X-A-P-T-A-T-I-O-N. Exaptation. And exaptation is what we know as repurposing. And the reason why I like this word is because, as you probably have heard me tell before, um, I worked in corporate America in an area called revenue management. and Exaptation is um, the another word for revenue management. And what it does is it's a way of showing how something can be used for something else. It occurs, well, it started in biology where you evolve, like feathers turn into fingers, that kind of thing. But in everyday the way we use it, it's repurposing, it's innovative uses for things that people had not considered before. It is um, to, to look at future function. And when um, you're looking for leverage and pressure, start to look for things with a new eye and see, is there a future function for this? Is there a way for me to push this to do something new that was never considered before? And you're just by asking yourself that question, you're going to start to expand your mind's eye uh, to see more. Because as I talked about in the seeker's way, seek and you shall find. When you start pressing your North Star to lead you to the answers, a whole new world opens up. And so I want you to challenge yourself to start thinking of leverage. How can I do more? When it's not all my effort, how can I use pressure uh, to not only cause me discomfort, but to use it for my benefit and to use that leverage to to push me up, to build that momentum upward to to better things. And you will be amazed at what you start to find. And so y'all, guess what? Mm -hmm, My time is up. I thank you for yours. Yep. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes, uh, share, like, comment, and consider 
supporting the show. Uh, you can find the links in the show notes. And guess what? I'm going to see you guys tomorrow. I really hope that you have some great success with uh, expanding your borders to consider how can you leverage and use pressure. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.